0: Christmas dialogue and welcome to our last online event for the year. This has been a very interesting year with a lot of ups and downs and lockdowns and times outside. And um, I would like to just quickly reflect on the year, at least from my perspective. Uh, This year has brought a lot of highs for me, Um, well physically as well. Uh, Being in the mountains with you guys was, was quite a lot of fun on the hike. Um, The last barn dance that we just had was a lot of fun. Um, There was more rain than hamburgers and line dances, but still somehow we managed to pull it off and it was really, really a lot of fun. Um, Another highlight for me, at least, is in seeing a lot of the people around me and, and in church grow, grow in our love for God and for one another. And that's very inspirational. And it's an honor to be part of this community with you guys. There's a few people I want to thank. Um, I I get the chance to talk to you guys, so let me use it at least. Um, I I really want to thank Johan and Lorraine for the work that they do um, in this community. And the amount of sermons that Johan uh, has gone through is just incredible. For Gyor, for all his endless, tireless work every single week, technical team getting things set up. Thank you guys so much. You guys work so hard. On a similar note, Vetti and Prosper Dialogue wouldn't be able to work without you guys. You guys do such an invaluable job every single week. And then if any of you have volunteered for anything, whether it's making coffee, greeting someone, whether it's uh, lending a sleeping bag for a hiking trip or taking a student uh, along or, or maybe giving someone a lift to church, thank you guys. I really want to thank you guys. You guys are are part of what makes this such an awesome community to be in. Um, I want to do a quick reflection on Christmas, as is expected. But before we do that, I want to invite you to close your eyes so that we can come together and pray. So let's close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for everything you've done this year. We want to thank you for your blessing over dialogue where many churches have closed, we've actually got a new venue. Thank you for that, Lord, for um, lives being changed. Thank you, Lord, for our growth and our love uh, for you and for one another. We want to thank you for every bit of obedience that that you helped us um, have this year. We want to thank you. We want to thank you for holiday. We want to thank you for rest, for spending time with family and friends and loved ones. We want to thank you for the sea and for the mountains and for the desert and this blessing of utopia that we have here in South Africa. We want to thank you for all of that. You were truly wonderful and Lord we want to thank you more than anything for for what you did by bringing your son into this world. We really want to thank you for that, for the fact that we can look beyond the confines of our mortality, that we can stare death in the face With joy that we can live lives for something bigger than our petty selves thank you that you sent him in thank you that you saved us and thank you for this year lord i pray also for the year to come that you will bless us that you will guide us that we will be obedient and that we will be a community who brings your kingdom here in pretoria as it is in heaven and we ask this the name of our Savior and our Lord and our God and our King and our prophet and our priest Jesus Christ amen all right so let's get started Um, you're probably with family and or loved ones and Christmas at least in in our lives uh, hosts is here um, means a lot of time at the sea a lot of time with family maybe bit of conflict as well here and there Um, but it 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 always means a lot of rest and a time of refreshment Um, and when we celebrate Christmas at least as Christians it doesn't just mean Father Christmas or Santa Claus it doesn't just mean stockings or that evergreen Christmas tree that we can't live without Um, and it's usually in everyone's houses no we celebrate Christmas because we believe God actually entered into human history. God became a little baby and was born in the Achterhoek, proverbially of the rest of the world. Um, it would be like the Dan the Danville of South Africa. So, just on the side, uh, you probably have read the story of Jesus' birth a lot of times, but I want to invite you to go read the narratives in Luke and in the Gospel of Matthew uh, with the people around you, whether it's friends or maybe if you're alone, grab your neighbor, just to go read it again because it is a very, very special thing. Right Now, when we approach uh, Jesus' birth, we can do it from many angles. We can maybe uh, approach it from the perspective of the shepherds or the Uh, The angels, Mary and Joseph, any one of the characters that was around for the birth of Jesus. I want to take a different angle. I want to say, let's take a look at the implications of Jesus from an eternal perspective, sort of a, a, a step back. And we get that from the writings of Paul. So if you have your Bible with you, turn to Philippians 2. We'll be reading from verse 5 to 11. Philippians 2 from verse 5 to 11. In this text, I want us to come to grips with two things. I want us to take a look at humility, and I want to take a look at the stories we tell each other and what it means for us. All right, so let's turn to the Bible. I'll I'll be reading, I think, from the NIV, um, and this is what Philippians 2, verse 5 to 11 says. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not count equality with God something to be used to his advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father if we could take um, some sort of machine to peer back down the the tunnel of time to find out what the earliest followers of jesus believed then what would be playing on the radio would be the words that i just read so this this section of text is 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 very 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 early in terms of when it was written this is usually known as the carmen Christi, which means the song of christ so this is like on the church's top 10 greatest hits and some scholars have said that it has been it was written as early as six months after the resurrection so the early christians would go around and tell each other that God or Jesus, who was in the form of God, didn't count equality with God. I think to be grasped, and then just continuing on, and then with Him being raised as Lord to the glory of God the Father. And this gives us an interesting and I think a very unique perspective on what what Christmas means, because when Paul writes twenty years uh, in to his or, or, or many years into his his ministry. Reflecting on the fact that Jesus came in, he tells us to have the same mindset as Jesus. So he says, in dealing with one another, just think the way that Jesus did. And he points out that Jesus was very humble. And when we think of humility, it's very easy for us to think about uh, being stepped on, uh, being of no worth. Um, The person who uh, is in the back cleaning, but... Um, doesn't deserve anything really. But the picture that he paints of Jesus is very interesting because it's not entirely that. What we see here is that it starts off by saying Jesus, who was in the form of God, emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant. And so what we expect is Jesus being like uh, fully God. And then he's like, I'm going to grovel down in the mud with the pesky humans. And so he has to make himself less. So he starts with God, becomes like a powerful being and like an archangel, uh, maybe like a Thor, Superman, Batman, Jesus. And then he's like with us. And that's, that's what he did. He was humble. He made himself nothing. But the Bible doesn't say that. He says he maintains his full essence as God. Everything that he has as God. And then he adds to himself by putting on a human nature. And this is that very interesting and unexpected doctrine that we believe in, that Jesus was fully God and he was fully man. So in being humble, he remained completely who he was. In fact, he added to himself by taking on the nature of a a whole human being. He became a man. But that doesn't seem to square with what we understand about humility, right? And it says that he emptied himself. And so the question remains, what does it mean for him to have emptied himself? And if we look at it, it seems that he emptied himself of his very glory. So we have to understand, this isn't like a, a cool being who is better than us, who sort of comes down to us. This is the infinite, omnipresent, omnipotent, all-knowing, wise God of eternity past. And He, when he's described in the Old Testament, at least, it's a very scary uh, prospect. We see his glory a few times. Jesus' glory is there when uh, Israel is led out of um, Egypt. His glory is there when the, the glory of God comes down on the Mount, uh, Mount uh, Z- uh, Hebron. Um, the glory of God comes down on the tabernacle. And whenever that happens, even with the transfiguration, we get the, the impression that God isn't just easy, or easy to access, right? He's frighteningly more powerful than we can ever imagine. And this leaves us with the reality that if God wanted to, or Jesus, He could have entered and invaded earth with all his glory and all his power. No one would have been able to resist him. He would have eliminated all his enemies in one second. But what he does is he willingly empties himself of that glory to the extent that he really looks like one of us. He really became one of us. And according to Isaiah, someone who wasn't attractive to the point that many people, even though he said, look, I am God, <laughs> they didn't recognize it at all. And I think there lies a key to humility. It's not that you become worthless. It's that you especially know what your worth is. Rather, you choose to serve others and have others' interests above yourself. And I find that incredible. And that leads me to the second point, And that is the stories that we tell each other. Now, we think, if you're at least somewhat exposed to the West, in terms of guilt and innocence. When you sin, you are guilty. When you are made right, you are innocent. But part of the gospel is also the glory and the honor of God. God was willing to take his glory and honor and put it to shame. And we see or we hear this best expressed by the incredible um, condescension of Christ that's summed up by St. Augustine. St. Augustine wrote um, on the incarnation um, and he said the following, the word of the father by whom all time was created was made flesh and was born in time for us. He, without whose divine permission no day completes its course, wished to have one day set aside for his human birth. In the bosom of of his father, he existed before all the cycles of ages. Born of an earthly mother, he entered upon the course of the years on this day. The maker of man became man, that he, ruler of the stars, might be nourished at his mother's breast, that he, bread, might hunger, that he, fountain, might thirst, that he, the light, might sleep, that the way might be wearied by the journey, that he, the truth, might be accused by false witnesses, that he, the judge of the living and the dead, might be brought to trial by a mortal judge, that he, justice, might be condemned by the unjust, that he, discipline, might be scourged with whips, that he, the fountain, or the foundation, might be suspended on a cross, that courage might be weakened, that the healer might be wounded, that life might die. So God, in his infinite power, was willing to condescend to this level. And it plays into the stories that we tell us or ourselves in the following way. Generally, as Westerners, we tend to say, what do I want most in life? I want to be happy. I want to have a good life i don't want to get cancer i don't want to suffer i want my family to do well and when it's not going well what do we do <laughs> well, we usually pray more if we had to be honest but we also ask god that things would become right again so that we would be happy again but somehow that's not the script of scripture because the story that scripture tells is the same over and over and over again it's not becoming progressively more happy so that one day we will be better and actually become more perfect and then finally everything will be right. It's that tremendous suffering or difficult times is followed by life. It's summed up very, very well by uh, Gerald Hawthorne. He says the following. By giving, a person receives. By serving, he is served. By losing his life, he finds it. By dying, he lives. By humbling himself, he is exalted. The one follows other as night follows day, but always in that order. Self-sacrifice first before the self is exalted by God. And what Gerald is saying is that no matter how you square things out, the script that we see in scripture, the story that is told, And I think a key to what it really means to be alive and what we see in Jesus coming to earth is that instead of praying that things start off okay and that we we strive for happiness and for peace and that things become better, we can strive to put our life and everything we have and pour it out so that we can be filled again. Think about the song. It starts off with God being Completely God. He empties himself of all his glory. And then he's shamed. Like I said earlier. His honor and his glory, his weight is taken away and he's shamed. And what happens? Through that, God exalts him up to the highest name. And where it starts off, where it says Jesus is there as the nature of God, it identifies Jesus as Lord in the end. With everyone acknowledging him as that. What does this have to do with our holidays? And I think it's a very fair question, right? But generally, our holiday script is the following. Um, I've been working very hard and I'm very tired. And whether it's school or university or um, a, a long year, finally, I have two weeks where the children can be gone. Um, I can finally do what I want And I can be happy for these two weeks or three, if you're really lucky, four. But the script that the Bible gives us looks a little bit differently. He says, look, if you really want to rest, if you really want to have a good holiday, ask God to be emptied of yourself. It's funny that when we finally get the chance to do what we want. We want to fill ourselves with things we like. But isn't it funny that the very the very uh, people who are the happiest are the ones who think of themselves least? Like I said earlier, Jesus had a lot of power. He had infinite power available to him. He could at any moment take his power in his own hands. In fact, That was the very thing Satan asked him to do. Just use your power. I'll give you everything. Just use it. When Peter asked for him to use his power for his own benefit, what did Jesus say? He said, get behind me, Satan. Because in there is the heart of pride. It's that I want to do things my way. And there's a a little warning for us when we enter into our christmas time because at any point jesus could have taken over as he wanted but he knew by going through the suffering that he was destined for he knew that he would be exalted and it would leave uh, it would lead to life for many people and consider this the most prideful people the most narcissistic people the people who do the most things for themselves are also the unhappiest right and i think that's the first key that is hidden for us in this perspective on christmas secondly it's difficult and what it means for our holidays it's is it's not intuitive nothing in the christian story is intuitive it doesn't come easily and initially it seems like a high input of costs right it's difficult we have to Uh, Instead of doing what we want to do, ask that God fills us, spend time with God, serve other people. But the prize is so much more. And so I want to invite you, Dialogue, when it's uh, time with your mom or your sister or your cousin or your child or your father, maybe a friend, people around you. Have this mindset around you carry it with you because a child came into earth in the most unlikely place and it changed all of history and here's a chance for us to step into that story and to mimic his way to walk in his way as his followers and that's what i want to leave you with let's close our eyes heavenly father thank you that you showed us what it means to be humble and forgive us for our own pride we want to thank you that there's so much good that's captured in the christmas holiday traditions of south africa we want to thank you for the time that we can have with family the fact that we can rest as you asked us to reflecting on your birth for the heavenly invasion into earth. Lord, I pray that you will give us the power, um, the ability, we know we can't do it ourselves, to really try to serve one another as we give gifts that it won't be for us, but for the joy of others. I pray that you would fill us and that we would come back refreshed, not only with what We want to do but with what you want for us to do and lord i pray that you will make us obedient with the little things this holiday even if we're camping even if we're all alone i pray that we will be obedient with what you guide us in and lord i pray that you will you will really bless this community i pray that as we grow in maturity and uh, as we are away from each other, um, that you will finish everything that you want um, in us so that when we return next year, that we can be encouraged with what you've um, established in us. And Lord, I pray also for the protection of of, um, everyone in dialogue and I pray that your will be done. Uh, We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in and uh yeah taking some time off your well-deserved rest i pray that i hope that it was a blessing for you and i pray that you'll have an awesome holiday and we'll see you guys in the next year keep well